0: It's your girl Queen Stassy Shoemate and welcome to the Golden Conversation. I'm your chocolate drop of truth. Yes, yes, yes. Um, if you haven't went back or haven't listened to um episode one of season four about my health journey of me being a self being me, me being my self-advocate, um, the results of that and how my procedure went of getting my fibroids removed, please go back and listen to that. And today's episode is very challenging for me. Um, I've been dreading doing this, but I'm going to do it. Um, And I feel like it's very important for other people to hear this and also to be therapeutic for myself. So today's topic is called Balancing of Living Your Life and Grieving of a Loved One. So... Um, this, well, not this year, uh, the last day of the year um, on New Year's Eve, I lost my cousin, Erica Barbosa, which I love dearly. And it took us, took me and my family at this. Stage. And I know it's part of life to lose loved ones to experience death I know that it is part of life but when it hits home like that it's just like damn Gina like damn you know it just really hits you and um and I felt like it's very important to do this because I feel like it's very hard when it is when it's a close loved one to you like that to find that balance to still live for yourself and to still do the things that, um, you say you were going to do, you know, like before my cousin passed, you know, I told myself I set goals to saying like, you know, I'm going to restart my podcast season four in January, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, and when she passed, I just felt stuck and in disbelief, like, I'm not going to be able to do this, I'm not going to be able to continue on, I'm not going to get, you know, I just felt like I was going to be in this dark cloud, and, um, and I feel like with a lot of people who experience loss, um, of a loved one, someone close to them, someone dear to them, you do have, like, this dark cloud of gloom, where it's, like, anything that you have planned for yourself, you you feel like you need to put, put it on hold Because you just don't know what to do with yourself And that's how I was feeling And then um, I I heard my cousin um, Me and my cousin used to have cousin dates And one of the places That we used to go out to eat We used to always go out to eat at Applebee's And then after that we went to my favorite store If y'all don't know Ross is my favorite store y'all That's my store y'all That's my store but she told me, she says, um, I remember I was about to get, um, I don't get not so about to get. But anyway, um, I was purchasing, I was going to get a dress for Easter. You know, I still like to shop, you know, little cute outfits. And, you know, I knew what was in my account. So I was shopping within my means. I'm a very advocate, shop amongst me. And she just said, like, sometimes, Sonya baby, you just have to live your life and and live like tomorrow is not promised. And that really stuck to me because my cousin, baby, if you knew Erica Barbosa, you know that she lived her life to the fullest. Okay? No regrets. Um, she lived life with a purpose. Um, she made sure she had fun. And she either went big or, she, she was for, for sure about going big or go home. Like, she always did it big. And so, that stuck to me. And I was just like, okay, I have to do this. Like, I have to push myself to do this. Because I know I'm not the only one who is experiencing or had experienced um, a death of someone that was close to them. And just really trying to find the groove of getting back to living your life and doing things that you enjoy. Or, you know, it's it's challenging. And I'm not saying that I have all the answers. I'm not saying I figured it out. But I, I truly believe that you do have to find a balance. And I know some people probably see me post stuff on my social media thinking like, oh, you know, I, I still post and still doing the things that I, I would normally do because I it's so easy to get out of your who you are as an individual and get caught up in the, the loss of your your loved one and you be in this dark cloud of of not being motivated, not being determined not to, you know, um, get get things done that you would normally do you still have to push through you still have to maintain your lifestyle like and you have to learn how to maintain this lifestyle without that person being in your life and that is challenging and hard and so i know um I know they, they have like the different stages of, of grief. So, um, there's when I looked up online, they showed two different ones. They show the five stages of grief. And they also have this newer one where it's like stages, uh, seven stages of grief. And I feel like I, I kind of, I'm not going to say I kind of, I feel like I, I relate more to the seven stages of grief. Because um, it, it, it goes into uh, The steps are more detailed And more relatable for me But I, I will share both um, And then for some people Who might be listening Don't understand what grief is Grief is when you um, lose Someone close to you A loved one um, That's dear to you That had a special place in your heart And you know It was their time to go um, and also I learned that grief is um, grief is an umbrella it, it, grief can be for many different things besides death um, it also shows that you can be grie- grieving from a breakup, um, a divorce a job loss um, or um, a terminal illness that you might be facing like someone else in your life may be facing so Grief has a big umbrella of what you can be, um, have a loss of. It doesn't always have to be connected to a, um, to death. So I found that interesting as well. And so this might be helpful for anyone <laughs> uh, about finding that balance and going through the different stages. And so the five stages of grief is, is it has denial. Anger, um, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And then the other list that it says seven stages of grief, it says shock, denial, pain, slash guilt, um, anger, okay, anger, slash bar- bargaining, four, uh, depression, five, uh, the upward the upward turn the upward turn you're not feeling angry or pain like it, you you have a, a, a switch in your emotions of how you process and then reconstruction, reconstruction and working through your working through your your working through it basically working through your emotions and how you feel and getting back to yourself and then the last one is um acceptance so both both uh stages ends with acceptance um it just stage seven has more uh, detail and more you know steps but that's where I feel like I, I relate to um I felt it was important to talk about finding a balance, a groove of getting back to myself and what I needed because you can get I I realize you can get stuck in the denial and shock stage you can get stuck in the anger and pain and you can get stuck in the bargaining um, and you can get stuck in depression, like the the thing about these different stages of grief is that it's no time frame. It's not like, oh, okay, I'm I'm done with that stage. Okay, now I'm in this stage. No, and it doesn't necessarily happen in this order all the time. Depending on who you are, um, you know, it, it can it can happen that you can accept it and then later on in life you you might get depressed and you know, it just. Whoever you are, you know, it, it works differently for everyone. But this is the different emotions that you may experience. And I did not want, or I should say, I I, I was afraid, I'm not gonna lie, I was afraid that I will get stuck in the the the, the denial because I'm still in shock that My cousin is gone. Like, my whole family is still in disbelief. Like, I'm still in a disbelief. Like, this is really happening. Like, she's really gone. She's physically not here anymore. Like, I have to continue to remind myself that she's physically not here with me anymore. But spiritually, baby, she's still here. Like, me and her still be talking. (laughs) I can still hear her voice in my head. And so I'm ungrateful for that experience, but I I didn't want to get stuck in the denial stage and the the depression depression um, stage and, and the anger. Like I feel like those three are areas where you can really get um, stuck in, and there has been experience where people be in those stages for years months you know weeks you know depending on who you are and how you process things and I just did not want to be stuck in there and I felt myself getting into that in that place of um depression um I I had my experience before losing my cousin of being in that dark space, so I know how that dark space feel, and I didn't like how it feel, and how it made me feel, because when I get to that place, I get lazy, I don't want to do anything, I just want to, you know, lay in the bed and watch TV, like, don't get me wrong, it's okay to do those things every now and then, but when you're, if that's your everyday thing, you're not motivated to do anything. Then that's, that's a problem, and so my my word for this year to help me um, stay on track and find the balance because I'm saying find the balance between living your life and and grieving because you you're never gonna stop missing. That person, like I'm never gonna stop missing my cousin. I'm never, you know, it's that 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 part of me that wants her here is it's not gonna go away. But I understand that when he calls you home, he call you home. You go to the upper room, you know. Um, And when I mean call you home, I'm, I'm talking about when God calls, is you know for you to go back to Him. We don't have to have an understanding. Um, I know at times we want to have an understanding of why, why, why. And it's this is really like the circle of life. Everybody has their date of death. Sadly to say, but everybody does. And unfortunately, my, mine for my cousin was on December 31st, 2021. And... I know that my cousin wouldn't want me to be stuck in this dark cloud and so I had to find the balance of motivating myself to keep going and so the word for me this year to keep me going to keep me pushing is to be consistent and compassion so I think part of the balance is um, be consistent in your lifestyle and what you need to do to uh, provide for yourself the necessities that you need for yourself. Any um, goals or plans or anything that you were um, planning on doing for yourself or your career, like continue to do that. And if it is hard for you to keep on moving and um, making those uh, steps, It is okay to seek um, professional help if you need to speak with a therapist or if you need to go to a a group session. um, Don't be hesitant to um, get that professional help. And if you are having a hard time with this, it is okay to reach out to a close friend or a family member about how you feel. So I think that's another thing that helps you find the balance of keep moving on is surrounding yourself with um, positive people who can help motivate you and encourage you to uh, continue to live, continue to do what you were doing. Like for me, I am very passionate about my podcast. I like conversating. Um, I like conversating with other people. Like I, I want to continue to have people come on here, or and and have people come on to my show and have you know different conversations about life and different experiences. And if I was to stay in that place and not keep moving forward, I could, I could see myself falling, falling back. And I don't want to fall back. I want to keep moving forward. I want to keep moving. So I think part of the balance is to be consistent, um, have like a family, friend or whoever to help you stay accountable, um, to, you know, keep you moving and show yourself compassion. Um, I'm not saying, uh, be in denial of how you feel and not express yourself, um, I'm learning to show myself compassion. I'm not crying as much as I was when I first found out, but I still have my moments when, you know, I'm thinking of her or I see an old picture and I cry. I'm allowing myself to express and cry and do those things. I'm not saying you're never going to cry again, but I'm just saying um, allow yourself to experience that moment, cherish those great moments, and to, um, don't get stuck you know and this also connects that's another thing I wanted to bring up is that this also connects to an episode that I had in season in season 3 I believe where I was talking about give them their flowers now and that episode was basically about spending time with your loved ones and creating those cherishable things. Memories, and so that's one of the things I'm very grateful for. That my cousin and I have great memories. We have wonderful memories. (laughs) They're hilarious memories, and so those are the things that I hold on to and cherish. So that's nothing I I want to you know. Please go back and listen to that episode because. You know, a lot of people hold on to grudges and um, past hurt and pain or different things like that. And then when something like this happened and you never had that conversation, or if you never um, uh, spent time with that person, call them, text them, FaceTime them, um, when someone passed and and you didn't, and you lose so much. You lost so much time when they were here that you chose not to embrace because of whatever happened in the past or how they made you feel or whatever the case may be. And then when that person passed, you're stuck. And this is how um, you can get stuck in the depression, the anger, and, and trying to bargain, bargaining with you know with God or be like, man, you know, can I get one more day if you do this, you know. And you know, you you get you can get stuck in that 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 cycle of of that. That's why it's important to love on the people you love, love on the people you care about. Tell them that you love them all the time. I seen a post that says something like, you know, make it normal to say you love, to say you love you to your your. Um, your friends and your family like make it to the point where it's awkward and weird like oh my god are really i'm i'm determined to to do that to make sure i tell everybody that i care for that i love them or leaving them with a a cherishable m- memory a moment like i want them to when they think of me i want them to have a positive memory of me so that's why it's important to um forgive yourself so you can move on and and create healthy memories with the people you love um so I, I I'm letting you know as I'm talking to you I'm creating my own balance of um what it is that I need so being consistent is one um Surrounding, I'm writing this as we go. Surrounding myself with people I love. So when I do get, you know, sad or, you know, needed uplifting, I know that I can call on a friend or a loved one. And another thing, showing myself compassion on the days where sometimes I might not you know have the energy you know give yourself compassion in those days but always bounce back you know and I I think when um, we go through this people are not always honest about that that part of finding that balance to get back to what you do and what you need to do And and if and and if I didn't explain those steps of of five stages of grief, I'm gonna go over it right now, Um, and then because they're they're similar. So the first one is um, denial, and what they mean by denial is that you're, you're numb, you're you're numbing yourself. From the intense of the situation, like you don't want to accept the fact that the person who you love, or the person that that you was probably just on the phone with, or just spending time with, or has now passed. And I know that I was, I'm still kind of in that 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 stage. Like it's the I'm still in shock. I'm still processing it um that's that's the denial that you just don't want to believe or accept the reality that that the person you love or care about or whoever the person is to you in in this case it's my cousin erica that she's really physically not here on this earth with me anymore like i'm i won't be able to I won't be able to call her, you know. I won't be able to, like, have, like, random conversations or um, just talk about random stuff with her and, you know, have our cousin dates. So that, that's what, you know, denial is. And then um, anger. Um, anger uh, is basically you're hiding... Or you're holding many of your emotions and pain that that you're carrying. It, you're you're hiding it through anger. Anger is um, is a feeling, but anger carries so much different emotions. Um, depending on who you are, uh, you know, the anger might be you know you didn't get to. Settle the the conversation, or you 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 know get mad at the fact that you know whatever it is. In, in my case, I I'm just some i I wouldn't even say I'm angry, but I'm just up. I, I'm upset at the fact that I won't be able to do the things that we normally do together. Um, like Erica will call me and say, "I'm cooking, come over." I'm like, "Okay." coming. Or, hey, I'm going to the store. Uh, you want to come over? Yeah, come over. Like, <laughs> it's, 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 it's those things. So, I'm not really angry. Um, I, I do catch myself being upset of, of missing the things that I won't be able to do with her. But in other people's situations, they may be angry and don't know how to express the different emotions that are under that umbrella of anger um in some cases uh people might um the person that's angry about the the death may take it out on someone in their household or someone close to them or launch out on somebody random um most likely don't deserve that but because that person is holding in so much anger so much pain and hurt and they don't really know how to express it i really encourage if you really do get stuck in the anger and the pain and guilt and depression saves like in your bargaining like if you really it is stuck in that cycle and you see that your behavior and your attitude is like totally different and people are distancing themselves from you I really would encourage you to do some self reflecting and seek professional help to help you guide you through those emotions because sometimes it is challenging to guide through those emotions and sometimes it's hard to talk to someone that that you're close to about it because you feel like you might get judged so I, I do encourage you to go um, seek professional help if you need to um and then the so that was stage two is anger. Then stage three is the bargaining. That's when you're trying to make a deal, um, or make a promise, or uh, to God, like God. If you if you if you do this, or if you do that, I promise you, I promise you. Or you know, it, you're trying to make a, an impossible deal. That's how the best way I can explain. Bargaining Bargaining is basically You're trying to make an impossible deal With God that you know Deep down inside That can't be done So That's uh, what bargaining is And then depression They describe depression Different than the Anger and pain And guilt stage Because when you're angry and you're in pain You can um you can see it you know you can feel it but when you are more in a, a depression stage um it's not as easy to see um, because depression doesn't always look like um depression can be d- disguised in different ways um Sometimes depression is very obvious, you know, when someone's not doing their regular routine, their regular routine and they're um, stuck in this feeling and and they're in this this fog and they feel heavy and confused and, and you can you know sometimes that's visible and sometimes depression is not visible. Sometimes the person could be. Um, suffering in the inside but still is trying to present themselves in in one way. So and um, acceptance. And before I I get to five, I'm going to kind of flip to the the seventh stage of grief because those, I would say from one through one through four the the stages are very similar, um, and but with a uh, stage five in the seven stages of grief, it's the upward turn. You're feeling you're not feeling anger or pain, and I feel like that's where I'm at right now. Um, in the seven stages of grief, uh, like I said, I, I remember I, there's I looked online. There's two different ones five stages of grief and there's seven stages of grief and I feel like the list is very similar all the way down to uh, stage four and on the seven stage of grief it it talks about the upward turn of not feeling pain or anger and I think that's where I'm at right now I'm in the process of um, making that change Um, embracing my peace I'm always embracing my peace but I'm I can honestly say that I'm at peace with with knowing that my cousin Erica is not physically here anymore. I, I, I'm at peace because I know that I, I did all that I can with my cousin. I know that we spent great times together. I know that I didn't hold anything against her. And she never hold nothing against me. And um, we... We spend our time. We had our lovely talks. We created a healthy relationship, a healthy bond, um, great memories. So I know I'm at peace with that, and um, and I am I am still, you know, working through it. That's how I'm gonna put it. And then number six is uh, re reconstruction and working through getting getting back on track. So I, I, I will say that I am five and six. Um, i I'm, I'm As you can see, I'm doing that right now. I'm getting back into, you know, doing my podcast. I'm getting back to working out. Because I also, you know, if y'all didn't know, if this is your first time tuning in, I... I had surgery on December 15th, and I was healing and getting myself back on track with my life and getting back into, you know, working out and, you know, had my ideas of what I wanted to start off with with my podcast, and then I got hit with the news on New Year's Eve that my cousin had passed. So I'm getting myself back on track of doing those things for myself and for my health to keep me going. So I'm at that part, and they both end, um, both stages end with acceptance. And um, it, one says acceptance is accepted, and having, and and having to come to an understanding what it means in your life now. So it's like the the other one sounds better. Let me read the other one. Um, the other one saying um, acceptance and hope um, of the new way of life. So I am now um, still in five and six, but um, it it I'm gonna have to as I am I'm gonna have to learn as I as I go, you know, I'm, to to live this life without my cousin Erica with me. That's going to be an ongoing task. Like, that's not going to change. It's just, like, how I had to learn how to um, live my life without my grandmother in my life. And we lost her in 2014. And so now in 2021, I I lost my my beautiful, smart, crazy, intelligent, (laughs) petty, cousin and now I have to learn how to live my life without her physically being here because her spirit is always going to be around me okay anytime I hear Michael Jackson anytime I hear Bruno Mars anytime I hear any song that I know that my cousin loves I'm going to know that she's with always so this is how I'm going to to find my balance and like I said before I'm going to be consistent in what I need to do in my life I'm going to surround myself with people who love and care for me that can hold me accountable to keep moving forward I think that's very important and number three I'm going to show myself compassion through through it all That's what I have for you. This is your girl, Queen Sassy Shoemate. I'm your chocolate chocolate truth. And this is the golden conversation. And you know, I like, I always like to leave it with this. No regrets, just life lessons. Love y'all.